going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your past Phoenix, the YWC reality check, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. I need something to cheer me up about NXT this week. So Jake's back, and we're finally going to do part two of who should NXT bring into their cruiserweight division. Yeah, I got to work on the it's title. It's been a little bit of a while. I had to go back and, and really, you know, go ahead and, and, and refresh myself on episode one and, you know, remind me who we were discussing. The week before Stand and Deliver? <laughs> yes, exactly. So we were talking about, you know, people that we would like to see added to the CW division, such as Mustafa Ali, Enzo, Montez Ford, or Dawkins, if you want to do a tag thing, Crazy Steve. TJP or Suicide and Manic, whatever you want to call them, and everybody from Lucha House Party at that point. So that, you know, was where we left off. So, yeah, if you missed the first episode, there's your uh, Cole's notes on the first episode. Yeah, that's um, your quick summary. But we, we got part two go and uh, part yet. three. Hopefully, you won't have to wait as long for. So, we're just going to jump right into it and talk about somebody who could potentially bring a tag team with them, but I really want to put the focus on him, and that's Ray Phoenix. Yeah, that this is a no-brainer, I right? I want Penta with him. I feel like Penta doesn't fit in the in the cruiserweights, anyways. I mean, he is, I believe, close to the size. Let me see what Penta's weight is. Oh, I didn't mean to bring Penta into the cruiserweight division as well. I just no, no, mean by I, bringing Ray Phoenix into the cruiserweight yeah, division, you you'd have, have Penta in NXT in general, so they can have multifacets. Exactly. So you can have it in both sides. But I'm saying, could he? I don't think he could. I was curious what his weight was. I believe he's just over. Like, if the if the weight limit is 105, I think he's like 110 or something like 207. that. 207. Two pounds over. Okay, so they could make it work. I knew he was very close. That's part part so. of the reason I wanted to add that in, though, is because it is a problem. We do have to address, um, what's his name right now? Escobar is breaking that mold right now, but they really do have to shake the idea of if you're in the cruiserweight division, that's your spot. Yeah. And if you got one guy you that's should be able to go elsewhere, yeah. And if you got one guy that's got one eye on the cruiserweight div- uh, division and one eye on possibly becoming a tag team champion, you start to break that mold. But I mean, just it's really unfortunate that um, Leo Rush, as much as I've had to say about Leo Rush recently, uh, yeah. has retired because yeah, we, we... I hope it's not to stay. Yeah, uh, I. Due to injuries, I haven't really read all the details, but we could have seen them. Like, you would have gotten Ray Phoenix and Leo Rush. Like, AEW wouldn't have let that slip through their fingers. I still wonder if he retired because of Mark Henry and not the injury and wanting to change courses. Mm. But if you think about this, and if we think about it as sort of not necessarily in the current era, but like in general over the span of, of NXT's short cruiserweight division run, I mean say what you want about Leo Rush or somebody like Leo Rush um he putting that belt on him was what they did to rebrand it as the NXT Cruiserweight Championship so if you can imagine if we were having this conversation a couple of years ago you would have had Ray Phoenix Leo Rush for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship sooner than later yeah which would have been amazing and I mean, I think you can even see them now. Like, uh, there there is a there's a, an appeal to maybe having the Lucha Brothers taking on uh, Legado del Fantasma because there's a lot of heritage and stuff like that they can dig into there. You got Legado who come down with the masks but then take them off, and you got obviously the Lucha Brothers who lean into the 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 mask part of the heritage and all that sort of thing. There's almost a story there that writes itself. But Jesus Christ, in general. Mm-hmm. WWE well, doesn't general, have somebody like Lucha. Good Lucha is amazing. Bad Lucha is horrible, and these guys are good Lucha. Yeah. Bad Lucha, for a great example, is Sin Cara in WWE. You know, everything he did prior was great, but not in WWE. That was painful to sit through. The character was badly booked, and there was a lot of issues. Ray Phoenix is amazing. Especially when he's there was two of them. years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, no doubt about it, carbon copies. But he's only 30. His brother's 36, you know, so he's got a lot of gas left in that tank as far as years go. As long as yeah. he wrestles a little bit more uh, controlled and less neck-breaking of a style. But still, it's interesting to, to consider all of the things that he's able to do. And he, he's so impressive that even when he botches or doesn't complete a move, you don't care because it was still so damn impressive. And I just thought about something just now because we are we are focusing on the Cruiserweight division, but I'm thinking about them as a tag team for a second. Lucha Brothers versus MSK. Oh, Lucha Brothers versus everybody. Grizzled Young Veterans... Oh, I just mean, like, because MSK most recently, and MSK wasn't a, wasn't completely established as, as, as a team that I was familiar with, I think, last time we were having this particular conversation. But they 
by being in the cruiserweight division, have been a, sort of a shot of adrenaline in that division. And I think you've got somebody else that could, you know, basically step up to them and be like, okay, you're not the only ones that can do that. Uh, I mean, I mean, Penta's Penta's a little bit, and I and I do mean I do stress this a little bit on the slower side. Like if you think of of uh, younger days, younger days Hardy Boys, Penta is sort of like the Matt Hardy. Even, not to say that he doesn't do his own death-defying shit, but Ray Phoenix yeah. shouldn't work. Uh, we've said He's it about like a cannonball. He just goes off, and and wherever yeah. he lands, it's destruction. I just and I mean. I hate to, I hate to do you know we don't want to do like this person is the next this person or whatever but how quickly no. would how quickly would WWE jump on the on the hey this is our new luchador named Ray I mean yeah I mean they could and he's been wrestling since 2005 you know that that's 16 years at this point that's insane yeah and it shows like he's he's been wrestling for that long and he and not to put myself out on the table here but he's younger than me yeah exactly so um i think it's an insane thing i think i think the only problem you would have is basically waking up the rest of the roster and being like hey as good as all you guys are and as impressive as you guys are uh there's a new there's a new pace to meet uh there's a new uh yeah that yeah there's a new you know new bar yeah well not not necessarily a, a new bar because like fast doesn't necessarily equal good, but Phoenix is fast and good. And good, exactly. So like there's a, new, uh, there's a new there's a new I'm trying to think of a better word that, than that, but there's a new uh, there's a new heart rate is is a good yeah. way to say it um, in for our cruiserweight division. And as I say, I'd like to see him sort of branch out and do some tag team stuff as well because you know why why help one division when you can help and help two now. Speaking of which, and to flip that coin entirely, I'm going to pluck, pluck somebody out of a tag team. Currently on Raw, mm. no, 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 nobody deserves to be on Raw. No, no <laughs> that's one a punishment. That's sleep. a punishment. Um, it'll be a bit of a homecoming because he has been in NXT. As you guys know, I've been doing the um, the NXT Rewind series. I've been watching all the old uh, old uh, takeovers and what. And before we had takeover, we had a rival, and a rival had Xavier Woods on it. Oh, we're not going to Viking Raiders? No. No, no, no. Uh, Xavier Woods, back before the New Day was a thing, back when he was using the old Funkasaurus entrance music, he was yep. taking on uh, Tyler Breeze, and neither one of them got a shot in in the match because they both got taken out by Rusev. Yay! Yeah, go figure. That was, a, that was a segment that happened on a pay-per-view. <laughs> As we've learned they this week, not everything that. NXT does is gold. No, certainly not. But Xavier Woods, man, I I don't want to say that it's about the people around him. I want to say that it this is all about hey, here's a great talent. Here's here's somebody I'd like to see back on NXT. But he is he is getting genetted on the main roster, and I hate to say that. Uh, I mean, most people are really into Kofi Mania. I'm all behind this big push that they've got behind Big E right now. We know where that's going. But, like, you've got a group of three talented yeah, guys. Yeah, we're fast because Aleister Black's gone. Well, yeah, or is he? At least for or, now. Or is he yeah, trying to get him back? Or is he uh, coming back? But I mean, bring, I bring him back to NXT great, as well, but that's another... <laughs> I would love that, and that's their goal. And here's the thing, though, that kills me is that, I mean, honestly, it, it, you're absolutely right. It comes down to the fact of... You know he's he's being genetted on the main roster, and like to the point really? where like not not even that he's not getting a push. Like when the three of them had tag team gold, how often was he in the combination, and how often was he out there playing like cheerleader with the trombone? Yep. Don't get don't get me wrong, and don't everybody that's out there listening to me right now that thinks I'm just trying to be like counter whatever. New Day is a great act. New Day can basically go out there and do the most serious promo they want or the most goofy promo they want or pull pancakes out of their pants or do whatever they want to do. They're a great act. But how often was Xavier Woods in the winning team unless yeah, one of the other two was injured? Role, it was, yeah, unless somebody was injured, it was usually Kofi and Big E, and he was a cheerleader with the trombone. But here's the thing. He's not only pretty damn decent in the ring, but he's, you know, as a competitive force, he's got some very interesting moves. I like Xavier Woods. But I like the honor role. multifaceted. Take 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 a maneuver like the honor roll that he doesn't even really d- use that often anymore, 
and no, doesn't. I don't look, know why. look back up the list to somebody like a Ray Phoenix. Not only does he have offense, he has offense that a lot of other wrestlers could have fun with. Yeah, and I think even that's... back when he was Consequences Creed in TNA, from the stuff I've seen, yeah, when he was teaming with Jay Lethal, when he was teaming with Pac-Man Jones, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but TNA was awesome, way. wasn't it, guys? Right. Actually, I can't. Bit, I can't even talk shit. Their pay per view. I, I can't even talk shit. Their pay per view this past weekend was all right, and they've got a really wicked X Division match coming up soon at Slammiversary. But but Cody, you know, is still not able to challenge for the title. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> so Xavier Woods goes ahead, and he, he's just that damn good at being a host, and he's going to be on G4. He's got his YouTube channel, which is very successful. Granted, WWE helped that, but they didn't really, I feel like, give him as much of a boost as they seem to think they did. Well, this is the thing, too, right? And I, I, I always say when they bring in celebrities and and people from other areas like that i always say like wwe is paying more attention to the fans that they could have than the fans that they already have by reaching into you know the music pocket or the acting pocket or the tv pocket or the or even the gaming like pocket right but they've got their own guy like their own multimedia guy like if gaming was movies yeah you never you never know like austin creed could be the next rock except he's not making movies he's going and making game content or he yes. could be the next but that's what he's passionate about so well, that's, we'll but, but, but that's what i mean I like i'm gonna see him less on tv and when g4 takes off he's just gonna be there they're gonna they're not gonna ever push him in the sense of being a main event guy or even a, a title holder with a singles title i really don't foresee that that's why it would be so great to put him back in a competitive atmosphere like the cruiserweight division and they'll focus on Kofi. They'll focus on Big E. Yeah. But think yeah, about it. Like, it, he do. doesn't think even have to be... How stale the, the New Day is. Though. I don't even think I would necessarily make him champion. I don't even think I would... I'm just saying they're never going to take him serious. You know, they, right. they, they won't... But I think... I mean, like, more, more, than, more than some of the manufactured um, publicity that they get. Oh, you know... Hugh Jackman was on Raw, and then somebody ten months later will ask him on, like, David Letterman, Ah, remember when you went and did that silly wrestling thing and they mention it for two seconds and that's it right but if he's going to be on g4 now i don't know much about yeah, gaming either goes, so you're oh, gonna... i hate that stupid fake shit it makes it look bad you yeah. know 10 months later because he's not being paid again no um i don't know much about gaming because it's not my forte so i won't pretend that i do but he's gone on and he's doing this g4 stuff but also he's got the up up down down thing now yeah. if he goes out there and just talks about how great wwe is then yeah he sounds like a paid shill but like if he happens to sneak in like hey guys Go uh, go back and check out this week's episode of NXT. I had a really good match with uh, who's the guy that debuted this week, the Trey Baxter. You yeah, know, I, I I had a great I had a great match with this new kid uh, Baxter. I think he could be something. That's much more natural, and I hate to do it from like the advertising point of view, but that's such a benefit that a brand like NXT could benefit from. That's yeah, not that's that genuine promotion, but it's genuine cross promotion. Nine and a half times out of ten comes off fake as shit. It does. Like the the Three Stooges came out yeah, on Raw. Yeah. To, to, Three Stooges came out on Raw to advertise the Three Stooges movie, and it's like okay, the people watching Raw don't care about the Three Stooges, and the people that are going to watch the Three Stooges movie aren't going to tune in to Raw to watch the Three Stooges maybe get into it with some wrestlers and look like yeah, dicks. Exactly. They don't like, care about Bob Barker being on. No Price is Right fan is watching Raw to see Bob Barker fight with Jericho but imagine like because Xavier Woods on up up down down has uh has a lot of NXT talent doesn't he have like Breezango and and uh like Mercedes Martinez and Shayna Baszler and all them like but again like sneak sneak in something super simple like he's having he's playing like battle stars I I don't know games so I'm not even gonna try again like but you could have him and Breezango and they're going at it on some kind of combat game it's like ah you know you might have beat me there but it's not gonna uh, save you in real life when I kick your ass next week on at the at the pay-per-view or like just something stupid and simple but like that will be so much more effective than yeah because it shows your audience hey this is happening over here and if you like me you can get more of me in a different environment and, it, and it'll solve another problem. That's why that, there's no stars in NXT really at this point like there used to be because people are used to them, so you don't have the same attraction level. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just think he could be... As I said, I don't think he needs to be champion. I think he just needs no, to be... No, I wouldn't make him champion. No. But he would be great at putting people over and building up the comp- competition. He could, be like a, he could be like the... What do you call it? The gatekeeper. Like, or, you know, yeah. how, they, how they say the mid-card has a gate... Like, a lot of mid-carders face somebody like a Dolph Ziggler before they move on to the main event scene because Ziggler makes them look like a million bucks. And the CW I, division would be great because once they go ahead and he goes to G4, they're never going to use him on Raw or SmackDown. No. But imagine, like, now that, uh, again, I'm going to use Santos Escobar as the example just because it's current, right? Now, he's sort of done with the Cruiserweight division. If he has one sort of farewell match, if you want to call it that, uh, and Xavier Woods puts him over on some form of TakeOver or special NXT episode before he goes on to beat Bronson Reed for the North American Championship, that's building a bridge. That's building a huge bridge. And Xavier Woods, even though he doesn't get to wrestle very much, makes everybody look good. He is, like, and I, and I mean this more positively than I usually do, he's another Ziggler. Absolutely. I think I think it's a, I think it's a great mechanical choice to get in there uh, and just sort yeah, of... Yeah, you know, whoever gets in the ring with Dolph is going to put on, he's going to have a good match, no matter what. It may yeah. not be amazing, but it'll always be sound, technically sound. Yeah. Now you want to talk about something that's a bit more fun. You want to talk about somebody who brings a manager with him. I want to talk about somebody who gives me an excuse to look at Penelope Ford on my television on a show that I actually like. Let's talk about Kip Sabian. And he would also be involved in Up, Up, Down, Down, I'm sure, if they went to NXT. That's true. That's true. And it would not be nearly as forced as the stuff that he does with Miro. But Kip yeah. Sabian, in general. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm being a little bit selfish on this one because, you know, as much as I talk shit about AEW, I do watch it. And Kip Sabian became more of a character on Dynamite than he did a wrestler because his whole shtick on Dynamite was just putting over the the Miro story. And I don't remember the last time I saw him wrestle, so I'm going to throw him over on NXT because I want to see him wrestle and Penelope Ford's hot. Kip Sabian isn't a bad talent either hmm? in that certain style. He fits well. Um, I like I like some of the stuff he does on Twitch. You know, he's, he's growing, he's learning, but... I he's the, he's the one that said the shit about Sasha Banks, isn't he? Is he? Or was that no, Sammy Guevara? Sammy Guevara. Oh, okay. Yeah, because MJF just brought that back up, and Sammy's like, thank you for bringing up one of the worst times of my life, you asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw him in Southside Wrestling one time, not in person, but, you know, on that kind of stuff, and it was like, oh, cool. Like, it was, and, you know, I... I I was like, wow, who's this guy? And he was very, very fast. Obviously, his side is a big deal, you know, because he's able to move around. He's only 183 pounds, 83 kilograms. And, uh, you know, I, I can certainly see him fitting well in the cruiserweight style. That would serve him so much better than going against any of the big guys in AEW currently. And I'm all, not all, all, the, it, all, all the interchangeable uh, big guys? guys. Yes. All the guys that didn't quite make it for the uh, Thor tryout at uh, MCU. That was a really shitty joke. I'm having a bad week. <laughs> that that hey, joke was hey, terrible. Kemp was there. It, I don't think it really was. And um, Kip is only, uh, what, 29? Penelope's 28? Or 27? Yeah, 28. So they've oh got God, so much obnoxious. time to go. Where, where's, where's my life going, Jake? <laughs> thing is as well like as much as i do think he like because he wasn't it him and sammy guevara who had the very first match on dynamite before we really knew who either of them were i think that might be true sammy guevara came out with the big fucking panda head head on and, and kip sabian was just like fill in the blank cocky guy yes and he didn't um, even have penelope with him then well, because yeah, because Penelope Ford was with uh, Back Down Janella. Is, yeah. is, isn't that his name? I think that's his name. I think that's it. I mean, I think he has issues with some people on YouTube, but I, w- I wouldn't, t- I wouldn't touch that. That's not my business. No, I would only own own, own business, <laughs> own business. But I mean, just even more than like what I, what we see from him in the ring, because both of those guys have developed character-wise, obviously in the in the span of of Dynamite. But I think he brings more. As much as he brings physically to the ring, and I'm not putting that down, but I think he brings more character to the ring. Like, the dude's got one of the most punchable faces in the world oh, exactly. ne- ne- next to the Miz and MJF. That's why the wedding stuff could have been so much better 
The way they did it was stupid, no. predictable, and bland, and it's been done a thousand times before that way. And the fact this, that they on only the did hand, it as a dig to WWE. Yeah, because Rusev was involved in the Lana wedding, and that's all they focused on. Wrestling weddings are usually most often not good anyhow. But the thing is, you know what I find hysterical about that, now that you mention it? And I've seen, uh, obviously, everybody that has not been living under a rock knows I spend a lot of time listening to What Culture, except Michael Sidgwick. Um, and I've actually, I read a thing last year that, how, like, no matter how ridiculous we say, like, wrestling weddings are, they always draw. Yeah, exactly. Like, they always draw stupid ratings. Which, uh, I mean, I think for the next little while, AEW should do, like, a wedding a week, if that's the case. We're going to have the wedding. We're going to have... But see, that's the thing. It might draw at that time. Yeah. You never end up keeping the people because... Oh, no. No, no, no. It's, it's a, it's a one, it's a one-shot deal. But, like... You would think the wrestling community at large would know the trope at this point and be like, no, we're going to send a message and intentionally not watch it. But I'm saying, if stuff like that draws, then I think what AEW needs to do is, like, Cody and Brandy need to renew their vows, and then the next week, like, Brandy needs to be induced, and then the following week we have, like, Baby Rhodes' christening... And, and then, then the Baby f- Rhodes' first tag team championship win. And then, well, yeah. And then the following week, we have Cody trying to get the job done again. And then that gets them to the New York show in August or whatever the fuck it is. And then the New York show, he gets a vasectomy live in front of the audience. Then the baby's born and Cody said, shit, I thought my kid was only half black. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to hell for that. And somebody's and then probably he's got here. the kid and he only needs the one because it'll be perfect. Why did you spend so much time with Shaq? Anyways, Kip Sabian would be great. Kip Sabian could come out there and just, like, do his promo thing. Or just, like I say, come out there with his punchable... I'm really trying to get off of uh, the image of Shaq mounting Brandy Rhodes now. (laughs) (laughs) Really trying to get off... You thought that was a drink that she threw in his face. I was just going to say that. (laughs) It was more than a drink. We, we, We are collectively bad people, so the AEW stands, we'll say. Uh, I was going to say sorry, Guapo, but he's definitely not listening to this. Yeah. Um, Kip Sabian, bring out his punchable face, let him fight a couple people. And you know what? We already have a great women's division, but at this point, more is more. But that's before. the thing, and she could, she could be another one that, that's a real... I just, I just thought of something. What's that? Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Oh, I had already considered all the intergender stuff that could happen as well. I mean, also, they could die and put them up against Cross and Scarlet, but uh, bring back Ricochet for a night, have Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford versus Ricochet and Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I meant to say when we were talking about Ray Phoenix earlier. Somebody asked me, I was in a conversation with somebody about uh, intergender wrestling, and it's like, well, yeah, WWE's not going to do it, but if you could, like, book one, what would you do? Because I've always, I've, and I think you and I have said this before, or I've mentioned this to you before as well, if you were going to introduce intergender wrestling, I would say mix up the women's division with the cruiserweight division, because it's a nice little bridge type thing, yeah. and you got people you can look in the eye and all that kind of thing. Can you imagine... Ray Phoenix versus Casey Catanzaro. I would I would love to see that. That would be insane. Candice LeRae, some of my favorite matches of hers are specifically the intergender ones. Yeah. I know well, I she was, uh, I didn't watch it at the time, but was she not tag team partners with uh, Joey Ryan at one point? Yep. Huh. She did a lot of stuff with him. And... I bet she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, why, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't always the Gargano way. <laughs> Why is WWE insane? They just announced that Rey Mysterio will take on Roman Reigns tomorrow instead of Hell in a Cell. Oh, good. But it's still inside Hell in a Cell. On SmackDown. Yes. So you have one half of the tag team champions going against the Universal Champion. On SmackDown. On SmackDown in a Hell in a Cell before your Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Which is funny because this is going to be going out after that so we will yes. have gotten the beginning of that well, match Roman retains, so i guess but but why not just save it for sunday what's the point well that's what it's gonna be they're gonna start the match and then there's gonna be some bullshit and then there's oh well we're gonna run it back at on sunday or whatever and if i'm wrong then people already know that i'm wrong and they're laughing at me as i say that so let's 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 go on to somebody else that wwe kind of destroyed and 
somebody else that can bring a different flavor to the cruiserweight division because cruiserweight division that's like the x division right they're all flippy dippy doodahs they don't know any psychology or chain wrestling they don't know the basics fuck you throw in chad gable yeah no kidding <laughs> not only with the technical guys but also like i i'm gonna go back to the leo rush example leo rush chad gable yeah you know shorty g here 35 years old just turned 35 in March, so I mean he's still got some solid gas left in the tank. That age thing is important to me. Now I know people are wrestling later and later in life. Yeah. But it does matter. No, but it's a factor for sure. And yeah, age is a huge factor. Yeah. He's got three children. You know, he's a great dad. They should touch on that as well. He's been married for you know 10 years at this point. He's a great father and family man. They could really make a, a great face out of him when they started American Alpha. They had that drive. And he just he just, he just adopted again, Otis. Yeah. And once they got to the main roster and, and split them up with Jason Jordan, uh, Gable was already like the second man. And then he really became odd with the Shorty G gimmick. And then he went heel and drafted Otis. So we had no idea what to make of it. But him moving to the cruiserweight division, I think, is, is going to be absolutely fantastic. I If this was you know real news, I would be stoked because... The way he wrestles in such a physical stance and style, he, he's got three pounds to make it. He's 202, so he could go for the, the title. And he would be a great face champion, someone that the crowd could really get behind, that that epitome of, of you know, the, the hustle, loyalty, respect, you know, that kind of thing. You know, each of Kind of a – I mean, he, he always gets the, the angle comparisons, obviously, because of the Olympic connection. But yeah, it's damn it, true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, whether you were kidding or not, but I just there is a little bit of John Cena in him when he's when no, he's no, a good guy. I, I was serious about that. Okay, yeah, he's got a little bit of that Cena about him, and that's what I'm saying. He could be that prototypical face, but get really over with the crowd. I think that yeah. would be uh, so ideal for him as a character. I think he, he could be a real asset backstage as well, and I'm not saying oh, we know that because he was doing producing briefly. Oh, was and helping people. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, I just meant I just meant more with the talent. And I'm not saying that like if you didn't do real combat sports, you're you're sort of less of a pro wrestler. But I think like him, like Andrade, who had like what was it the or uh, not Andrade? Uh, was it uh, Del Rio that had the MMA background as well? Yeah, they've got they've probably and I'm assuming because obviously I don't know. I don't fight for real or for fake. It's fine. Um but they've got to – if you've been fighting for real, you've probably got such a different outlook on the the psychology portion of it. So the person that's the real fighter, I'm not asking to teach people how to fight. I'm asking them how to play a fighter, if that makes sense. Exactly. Because I'm sorry, like – and there's no way to say it that doesn't sound disrespectful, but like if you're going into pro wrestling right away – you're immediately going into this thing where we pretend to fight. Now, you can be really good at it, but you're not going to have the same outlook as somebody who has actually fought or actually boxed. Like, Corbin. Like, for anything that people want to I say about Corbin. Boxer. Yeah, Corbin, at this point in his career, knows his role. I would put Cor like <laughs> For the mid-card, I would put Corbin on the same level in the mid-card as The Miz is in the main event where he knows exactly what his role is. He's not going out there to be the star. He's not going out there to be the champion. But he is the guy that's going to go out there, and like I said about Kip Saban, he's going to be the guy that goes out there and gets his head punched in. right? But he knows that. But Corbin, every now and then, does like tweak out a little bit of like real psychology in the match. Like, in his facial expression, in the way he carries himself, and like he just... There's a thing about looking like you're really going to fight somebody or looking yeah, like or looking like you're a wrestling superstar. And both exactly. are great. Both are so great. Don't get me wrong. Is important. And you don't have to be six foot six and three hundred pounds of pure muscle. And you can but the the way you present yourself matters. That's why I like Baron Corbin. I mean, you he, he had a certain swagger initially in NXT that they kind of stripped him of and that confidence he lost in the main roster. But you're talking about a guy, like I said, two-time Golden Glove you know, champion. He almost won another uh, tournament the year after, I remember. He's, he's just a, a legit fighter, so let him have a bit of that swagger to it, but, but they don't. They cut people off, so... 
Yeah, but I just, I just, I don't know. There's something about like the fact that I've hit people in the face for real. I haven't just hit, pretended to hit people in the face because that's what the script says. Or in, or in Gable's case with the, with the Olympic wrestling, I've taken somebody down for real because I was better than them and I was able to do so. I didn't just take them down because that's the part in the match that we were at and that's what the script called for at the time. Like, it's it's teaching them intent, I guess, is what I'm going for. And I think that would almost... Yeah, intent, purpose, in that drive to in, prove yeah. that you're legit. And I think that more Make than... incredible, because if you believe... You know, like, like, there's so many quotes, and Jim Cornette was talking the other day, you know, but um, I forget who made the comment, but they were they said it on Twitter, and then people got really pissed. But it was like you know, the fans used to we used to not hit each other really hard, and the fans would believe it, and they were marks. Now we hit each other super hard, and the fans think it's all fake. So who are the marks now? Yeah, and it's a true statement. You know, you got most of these guys in the Indies killing each other for certain at certain points to to get themselves over, when. Really, you just need a bit of character. What succeeds the most? The characters. Yep. As much as Orange Cassidy is not my cup of tea, that's how he differentiates himself from all the other wrestlers, and it works. Yes. So. Yeah, I like, and Orange Cassidy is a great example because it took me a while to come around to sort of what he is, and what he is doesn't always work for me, but there is still uh, what he is to gravitate to or not. I'm, and I'm going to say it, and I'm, and it's going to make me sad because they've ruined her on the main roster. But Shayna Baszler in NXT never mm-hmm. really looked like she left the cage. No, like she she's out like there choking people ass. out because she knows what it's like to legitimately choke somebody out. And you can't, I, you can't replicate that experience. And again, no. it's not that the people that don't have that experience are 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 lesser performers. It's just if you have somebody like Chad Gable or a Shayna Baszler or a Ronda Rousey when she was around when she wasn't off making babies or a boxer or an MMA guy or <laughs> Brock Lesnar if he ever decided to pass on his knowledge to other people, which I doubt yeah. he will. Can you imagine how expensive Brock Lesnar would be if they hired him to be a trainer in the PC? Oh my God. <laughs> Each half hour session would be $300,000. Oh, good Lord. Just to walk through the door, never mind teach you anything. Mm-hmm. But no, Chad Gable, just because... You shoot everybody with a crossbow. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> that And he would have a new crossbow gimmick, and that would lead to his intense rivalry with the oh, archer God. of infamy, <laughs> Damian <laughs> Priest. <laughs> okay, we should not be talking about Brock Lesnar in a Cruiserweight video, but Chad Gable would be an amazing thing. Yeah. He'd be an amazing get for... Uh, for uh, why can't I speak for, for NXT in the cruiserweight division? There we go. I'm, I'm no here. about it. Another great get and someone that we would take away from a team, even though he's not really part of their team anymore. Take Scorpio Sky out of SCU. Well, he's new with uh, with uh, Ethan Page now, but yeah, Scorpio Sky, man. Like he here's the opposite. Like I don't quite like he's still finding himself as a heel character. So yeah, this is a guy that into it, but he used to be great. Yep. And, and I feel like his clock is really starting to tick, and it's getting to be that time where they got to figure out, all right, if you're going to make him a heel, then it's got to click with him because it's not really working right now. And I think he is better serviced in that face high flyer position. Yep. He's 38. He's running out of time. He's getting old. His body has been through a lot. He's been wrestling since 2002. So I mean, he's had a long career yeah. as well. Almost and see, here's the, and here's the thing that I don't get, and it's and it's a cliche in wrestling, and I understand it to a certain degree, but I don't think it always has to apply. Uh, the idea that when you're a face, you're a high flyer, you're a high flyer because that's what the fans want to see, and you know they're gonna pop for a huge spot, like uh, uh, Pac when he's sort of tweener versus when he's heel and he does less high flying stuff, right? Yeah, because but you can yeah. do high flying stuff as a heel. You can certainly make yourself an attraction. Right. My my point being is that if you are doing it for the fans and then you stop, that makes you a heel, right? If you're doing it for the fans, or sorry, if you're doing it to be cocky to the fans, sort of a, hey, look how great I am. Yeah, this is what you want. Yeah, you're going to cheer me. You could definitely still be a heel and, and do the high flyer stuff. It's not it's not a trope that I've I, I understand the bare bones of it, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as a lot of other people say. 
my point my point here being with Scorpio Sky is I don't really know what his character is right now. So while I've talked about character with a lot of the other wrestlers, this is the opposite. This is just like I want this guy in an NXT ring because bell to bell, look what he can do. I'm I'm doing the yeah. opposite of what we've just finished saying in the past couple of examples. Just put him in the ring. I I pretty sure the more the guy works out and bulks out a little bit, he's not going to last in the cruiserweight division that long. But the whole point of this was to say, like I said with Phoenix, like you don't have to be trapped in the cruiserweight division. You can extend past that as well. And just, this is the guy that you put into the NXT matches where there doesn't necessarily have to be a story. Just, in this case, just throw a graphic up. Yeah, I remember when Sky did like the disappearing to Africa angle that they had at PWG, and people were going nuts about that, and... That's when I started to know him, and he was taking on Christopher Daniels, and uh, they had this big I Quit match, and Sky won. I, I remember watching that, and you know that that was before it started to get like really, really silly. You know, with the invisible grenades and thumbs up people's asses. And <laughs> oh, good lord! See, it's funny for me, right? Because I I uh, I used to watch TNA a lot more. I'm starting to get back into Impact now. I remember when Kazarian and Daniels first got together as the Dirty Heels, and I remember liking them as a tag team. I remember, I remember Kazarian when he had his hair, and all his uh, logos were like the K, but it was meant to look like the Metallica logo. Yeah. And I remember them as a team, and I missed in the middle where they added Scorpio Sky to the mix. So when AEW started, um, Scorpio yeah, you Sky were was a bit confused. Well, it wasn't that I was confused. I mean, obviously, these guys left Impact and went and did other things in other places, and and yeah, that's totally not confused. But like, they came oh, to um, <laughs> they came to uh, Destiny actually. Check it off your Spaz oh, really? Phoenix bucket list. I can't even remember who they faced, oh. uh, but I saw Scorpio there, and he wasn't in the match as much. I'm like, okay, here's the new guy. Here's the one out of the three that I don't know. And then it turned out that in uh, other than like the mass brawl portions of the match, like he wasn't. It was very much a hey, here's Kaz and Daniels, these guys you know really well. Like, let's let them have a have a bit of a like not a Broadway, but um, yeah, they still had more of a show off. A little bit, yeah, a little bit more of the cachet, and I don't think I don't even think that he he spent as much time on the mic as the other two did. But um, so no, when uh, when AEW started up, and I'm like, okay, these guys are a trio. I know what Kaz can do. I know what Daniels can do. It looks like they're pulling Daniels back a little bit because he's he's sort of feeling his ears and all that sort of thing. So let me focus on this guy that I'm not as familiar with. And it just... I'm sorry, with AEW, most of the stories are secondary to me. I'm like, give me a cool match. I'm good. Like, put Mox and, and Kingston together as a killer tag team. Let them kill the Bucks. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember it's, Scorpio it's... Sky running out with no shoes and... Yeah. Kidding oh yeah. Winning, books, winning. All that great shit. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, they won the tag titles with the uh, with him with one shoe on, right? Yep. Uh, no, but like stuff stuff like that is cool. But that's like a singular moment that I'll remember. That's not exactly, necessarily exactly because the rest of it fell to the wayside with them. Yeah, his character is not guy that lost his shoe. <laughs> no, but it just showed his dedication in the match. Those are the things you need to do each week and add character to him. But yeah, then like you just, can do like, like oh, we forgot you existed. My, my, my reaction to that is, okay, in all fairness to AEW, WWE would do a spot like that, and the whole match would be like, holy fuck, how goofy is this? He did it yeah. as just a wrestler that's like, well, fuck, I lost my shoe. I guess mm -hmm. I'm fighting with one shoe now. <laughs> exactly. And uh, But no, it took me out of the character thing that you know you typically focus on. It was like, just look at what this fucking guy can do. And yeah. it, it's a very simple, like, here's a fucking amazing athlete. Like, here's... Apollo Crews, before they gave him the gimmick that he has now. Like, bring him out, let him have a match. Don't try to tell me that he's this cool guy, because I really don't think he is right now. But I know I'm going to get a good match out of him, so just give me the match. Give me Apollo mm -hmm. Crews versus Scorpio Sky at this point. I'd, I'd love it. Don't... At this point, it's the rare occasion of don't bog it down with a story. It's literally... here. It's, it's the graphic wrestling. It's this guy versus this guy if you tune in on Friday. Okay, cool, I'm there. That's all I need. Yeah, And you need a guy like, uh, where, especially on NXT, where they get the criticism of there's they're either super goofy or really, really gritty and serious, and there's not very much in between. You need a couple guys in there to just, maybe like one an episode, or maybe one even every other week, that's just like, here's a match for matches' sake, 
It's going to be good. It's got Scorpio Sky in it. Have fun. Can you imagine, uh, out of the blue, they announce next week the guy that's answering Kushida's Cruiserweight Open Challenge is Scorpio Sky? Yeah, that would be... Do you need a story there? No. But after a while, you would. And that's kind of the problem with NXT and AEW to a certain extent. I feel like AEW has stories more than NXT does, but their stories are pretty subpar. Most of the time, some are good, but only usually the main event, it feels like, or Cody stuff. And then... NXT doesn't have many stories, but their matches are always excellent, but they're lacking the the passion to make you want to stay tuned for those matches. Yeah. I think that's in why... NXT right now, the stories match the focus of the show, and so much of the focus on the show right now is on the women's division, to their yeah. to their benefit. Which is which is good, but I, I it makes everyone else feel forgotten about, too, so... That's true. It's up. It's absolutely true. I just think, um, and because right now, you know, as we'll have to talk about soon enough, there's no one left for Cross really to face. He beat the Mount Rushmore of NXT, and now, yeah, but you know, where do we there, go? He from here? he beat one guy, and there's three other guys that are gonna pop up and say, "Well, you never beat me." Exactly. It's what they do after a triple threat. You know, so he'll go tear through all of them, and it's like, then what? You know, mm-hmm. that that's the issue right now because they don't have a, a, a lot of stars. They're not pulling in new people to be the next person to vanquish the champion. That was pretty much the the crux of NXT. It was always, we're going to bring somebody else in, make them champion, and they'll go up. You know, and I, like, really, oh, I really thought, Roode, we, we said it on the Bobby night. Roode. Here comes McIntyre, there goes McIntyre, there goes Owens, there goes, you know, it's like mm-hmm. they, they had a purpose. Owens comes in to take the belt from Sami Zayn, like, and it just worked every single time, so. I'm not going to lie, to a certain if, extent. if you... If you wanted to make a trade between the main roster and and NXT, I'd trade Cross for Owens for a little bit. Yeah, I would too. Because let oh, like there's a there's Cross enough people in the main roster, the entrance, the type of matches, mm-hmm. and Vince, I'm sure, would be beside himself with his physical appearance. So, I was gonna say that wicked entrance that he does in NXT would would be something that the WWE production team would like wet themselves over. Oh, yeah, they can elevate that to a whole new level. Yeah. But I also thought they would with Aleister Black's, and they just muddied that up. So. They tried a lot of different things. Like, everybody hated the like the creaking board and whatever. You didn't need the sound effect, but I thought the visual effect right. of that was always pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't mind the sound effect. Giving him new music so was, was, was a crime. Yeah, and then he had another song, which he played on his Twitch account, which is actually quite good, but they never got to use it, so... And then, of course, speaking of Sami Zayn, he was the one, certainly last but not least, to you know bring up this time. Uh, he, El Generico's uh, former best friend, you know, the, the, <laughs> the generic wrestler. I've I've watched Sami Zayn and Owens battle for what felt like forever back in Ring of Honor, and everything he's done back to the time I used to watch him in Shakara. And my God, Sami Zayn has been. A consistently amazing talent, and he's only 36 at this point still. I mean, as I said many times before, Austin retired at 38. We wish we got more out of him, but it starts to get tough around 40. So he's hitting that point in time where, I, you know, he's he's been wrestling for 20 years at this point. I would like to see him be be treated a bit stronger in his delivery, and for him to go to the cruiserweight division and, and take over and become their top talent, I think that would be fantastic. I would love for him if he was going to stay in this in this sort of conspiracy theory like heel with a mission type character. This is why this is why I think he's kind of screwed right now because his there's more similarities on the main roster right now between the type of heel he's trying to be and the type of heel that Seth Rollins is trying to be than anybody really talks about because they're both sort of like in that sort of god complex I'm on a mission type type of role and you can't have two characters like that on the same show yeah now what i would love for him to be uh i don't remember i don't know what portions of nxt you watch but do you remember when the basically the entire x division had a feud going with kevin nash because he uh, yeah because he was making fun of all of them and putting them they, down they, they were they, being like the little guys and whatever now yeah, obviously he was, he was like mentoring them and like tutoring them but making fun of them at the same time i've yeah. only seen highlight clips like paparazzi productions a, yeah all that shit but now flip that on its head and okay if N- this would only really work if nxt had a babyface champion which they don't right now 
Um, but but if Kyle, like, say Kyle O'Reilly was the NXT champion, and this is where you would get fucking amazing matches, um, have Sami Zayn go on a mission, go through the cruiserweight division, carry that belt for a while, and obviously as soon as he drops that belt, all the credibility of Sami Zayn just gets spread around throughout the rest of the division. But have him go on a run when he gets the cruiserweight championship of... If I'm the cruiserweight championship, or sorry, if I'm the cruiserweight champion, then the cruiserweight championship is the main event title of NXT. Yeah. And while he's defending his cruiserweight championship, th- I said this about uh, Escobar ages ago. Yeah. Uh, while he's defending it within the cruiserweight division, he's also defending the cruiserweight division against the rest of the roster, where he sees himself as the good guy, but he's only defending that division so that him being the top of that division helps him. And you just layer layer up the psychology and let him be the paranoid guy that he is right now, except in a in a brand that would foster it properly and a fan base that would accept it properly. Exactly. The only problem with that is people love Sami Zayn, and I there's a small part of me that thinks like the NXT crowd almost wouldn't let him be heel. Like he could try his hardest to be heel, and they would just love him more. But also, I think NXT allows the fans to do that. You can you can cheer the you can cheer the heels if you want. You can boo the baby faces if you want. We're still going to give you the match. We're still going to present the story that we're presenting. Um, but no, like, there's almost nothing to say. Throw Sami Zayn in any division on any show; it's going to get better. But yeah. <laughs> but not. like, no, it wouldn't. But but um, that's certainly for sure. I mean. Could you make it better? I don't think so. Not at that point with everybody you've chosen to add. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously people that I've saved for part three that I think are much more exciting uh, choices sort of going forward. But as far as the right now, Sami Zayn, well, it's kind of obvious he's the main event of this particular episode, per se. But um, no, I just think and and it's and it's going to be another Chad Gable situation of like, yeah, he's going to add to the division. He's going to add to the show when he's on the show. But like almost a cautionary tale like sit him down with anybody that's planning on going to the main roster and be like this is what you guys are in for just a heads up (laughs) yeah exactly because how many like i know and i know some of the reasons aren't necessarily like main roster is bad but how many people for whatever reason have said like as soon as i'm as soon as they tell me i'm done with nxt then i'm done like how many people are going to say that how many how many stars are going to walk away if given the option of like going to the main roster or leaving before they say you know what there's a little bit of a dissonance between NXT and the main roster maybe yeah, we start I don't adopting resign. Yeah. Well what is I it? It's see that a... happening. I don't want to resign. This is not working for me. Yeah. And uh Well cuz basically Champa said yeah. it. He said if you try to move me up I'm leaving. Yeah, Chamba was definitely the first one to really stick to it, and I, I agree with him. But from there, it's just like, how many more could we see not agree? Mm-hmm. So, like, it would sort of sabotage the main roster, but have Sami Zayn, like, get Triple H to sneak Sami Zayn in the back door to talk to all the guys to be like, this is, uh, this is what you're expecting if you're looking up there, because up there is turning into down there. Yeah, exactly, no doubt about it. But on on the main on the even in the main part of the roster on NXT like you got fuck I don't know man Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor Sami Zayn yeah. versus Adam Cole Sami Zayn versus if oh, he Kyle Owens Bobby Fish Kyle O'Reilly yeah uh, if he's able to wrestle again Sami Zayn versus Joe mm-hmm. uh, but then go go down the list Sami Zayn versus Jordan Devlin yeah Sam, Escobar Escobar uh, Kushida yeah. Like, if he's going to have the title he's, right now, he's going to take it off Kushida. Exactly. Um, he's not in uh, NXT UK anymore, but Travis Banks. And then if you look at some of the other people we pulled in there, you know, Mustafa Ali, uh, you know, Montez. Ray, Ray Phoenix. Exo, Ray Phoenix. Think about all those matches. Sami Zayn versus Scorpio Sky. Sami Zayn yeah. versus, who did we say in the first round? Sami Zayn versus Montez. Sami Zayn versus Montez Ford. Yeah, like you can Enzo Amore, Mustafa Ali, especially. My God, that would be delicious. But like, here, here's here's my perfect example, and this is why I will boost NXT, even though they gave me a shitty episode this week. 
you could you could have on the main roster on SmackDown right now. You could have a match like Sami Zayn versus Montez Ford. Do you think they're ever going to think that outside the box? I don't know. You got one guy that's a, a former tag champ and one guy that's in the mid card title pitcher. Well, why would they? Well, they're not in the same place. Why would they? Because the match will be fucking great. And then you flip the script because Sami Zayn is so over the top. Yeah, throw him in there with somebody like Crazy Steve. Throw him in some in there with, with a wild card character like Manic or Suicide. Um, 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 oh my God, uh, Drake Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> Drake Maverick would be great. Think about what you can get for that. that well, because the thing is though, and and you'd need somebody like Sami Zayn to do it. Drake Maverick, as much as he's a comedy character, and as much as Killian Dane right now just uses him as a projectile, but. Like Drake Maverick is a good wrestler. Like take the take the Drake Maverickness or the Rockstar Spudness off him. Like he's not a bad wrestler. No, he's not. Oh my God, I just thought of something. What's uh, that? Canadian connection. If you're gonna have Sami Zayn and you're gonna have Kevin Owens and you're gonna have them team up at least one time in NXT because that's what they do eventually. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Everrise. Yeah, that would be <laughs> so fucking good. Um. But then, no yeah, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus uh, Redragon. <laughs> okay, now we're just yeah, now now we're just O'Reilly. There's so many things that we can get out of this, so no doubt about it. Now we're just making ourselves really, really sad. <laughs> or just really excited for something that could happen in the future. You never know. See, but here's the thing, I, I, you know, and you, you can't help but do it, right? But you see, oh, so and so is going to be the next so and so. So and so is going to be the next so and so. I hate admitting that I do it, but sometimes it's really good. Daniel but Bryan. sometimes, I mean, you want to be, oh, yeah, all right, we got to be the, our own selves. Yeah, I get that. But other times, you also have yeah. to be... Yeah, you have to acknowledge comparisons that are there and who yeah, somebody exactly, reminds you of, it, right? Not... On that level, can you imagine a main event? And, and, I'm, and I'm always going to pitch this as TakeOver Madison Square Garden now because it just sounds good in my head. But imagine the main event of NXT TakeOver Madison Square Garden, triple threat for the NXT Championship. Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn versus Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, I know. My God. <laughs> we both need to get them up. It's fine. All right. Anyways, that's about it. That's all we got time for. We got one more of these episodes to go. Hopefully, we won't make you guys wait as long for them. Very quickly, because I know you got to go do Joe stuff. Tell them where to find you, buddy. You can find me on Twitter at Countdown Ended, or we are live on the Joe Cronin Show after every WWE and AEW pay-per-view or TV show. And you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I've been here. He's been super sexy, Jake DeMarco. We have been your NXT Cruiserweight Division reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me and this sexy bitch are tagging out. Bye, guys. Bye.